0: i already said good morning to all of you, but it is nice to say good morning again. Good morning, Heritage of Faith people. Hallelujah. You're all looking so good from here. So good from here. And much love from Pastor John. He's probably, yeah, he will be busy ministering right now in one of the in a wonderful church in Ethiopia, and he'll be back with us tomorrow. And um, he has asked me to bring the word of the Lord to you this morning. And that is exactly what it is. I'm bringing the word of the Lord to you this morning. I'm bringing you the word of the Lord this morning. Okay, you may be seated. So the title of my message this morning, of the message from the Lord this morning, is called The Proceeding Word and Sons. Please just take note of that. It's just how the Lord gave it to me. The proceeding word and sons. So, we're going to have a look at some scripture now. Can we um, go to Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 2 to 3 from the Amplified Bible, please? Deuteronomy 8, verse 2 and 3. So, I'm going to say it again. The word of the Lord to us this morning is about the proceeding word and sons. This is the word of the Lord to our church. If you're visiting here this morning, you are welcome. But this is a message for the people of this house and... um, God is very intentional in the way that He's been working with us and He is working with us to move constantly with Him. So, and you shall earnestly remember, you shall earnestly remember. I want you please to see the context in which this scripture comes. It comes in Deuteronomy and it comes through Moses with a people going into, a people stepping up, a people stepping into the plans of God. Right, This is the context in which this scripture comes. It's in the book of Deuteronomy. God is preparing them for, their pro- for, the promised, for the things that he's promised them. You shall earnestly remember all the way which the Lord your God led you these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to prove you to know what was in your mind and heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you and allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you recognize and personally know that man does not live by bread only, but man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So how did those people for 40 years recognize and realize that they were not to live by bread alone, the manna every day, but by every word? That How did the word of God proceed? From whose mouth did the word of God proceed? From Moses' mouth. The word of the Lord proceeded from Moses' mouth. And God made them to realize and recognize to know what was in their mind and heart, whether they would keep his commandments or not, but they did not. The children that God took, where he said to the people, I will take your children, because you are telling me that your children will be prey, you want to go back to Egypt. So they, they knew that they were supposed to live by not by bread alone, but out of the proceeding word of God that came out of Moses' mouth. They knew that, but they did not believe. In the book of Hebrews, it says that they did not mix faith with what the words that were coming out of Moses' mouth were. They did not mix faith with it. In fact, Aaron, even Aaron and Miriam themselves Who knew God had called him, said, He takes too much upon Himself. We can hear God just as well as He can. In fact, during that time when they were supposed to live by the words that were proceeding out of Moses' mouth, because they did not have, can I have my Bible? Did I leave my Bible? Can I have a Bible? They did not have this when they were in the wilderness. Neither did they have scrolls yet. They had the living word from the living God through a messenger that was alive on earth that God chose. So they did not have this. So God says, actually he was, God was beside himself to take his people out of Egypt and into the promised land. And there's a scripture in Corinthians that said, they all, all the people in the church in the wilderness, they drank from the same spiritual rock, which was Jesus that was following them, and they ate the same bread. And then it says, yet with the majority of them, God was not pleased. So they sat like this, listening to the same words coming out of Moses' mouth, drinking the same water, and they chose not to believe. Unbelief is something you choose. You choose it. You choose unbelief. So let's go to Matthew 4.4 4, from the King James Version, and here's Jesus. It's interesting that it was during his time of temptation that he spoke this scripture to Satan, And he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. That was just when Satan had said, turn these stones into bread. And he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Right. So, this is what the Lord did say to me. He said to me that the people... In the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, their greatest temptation, their place of greatest temptation is to not believe, to choose to not believe that God speaks through the mouth of a messenger. They choose to evaluate, they choose to question, they choose to choose which, what part they will choose they choose, even though there are people here drinking the same water, eating the same food, God is the one that knows who he is pleased with, right? So let's go here. So proceedeth, proceedeth in Deuteronomy, proceedeth out of the mouth of Jesus. Let's go to John fifteen twenty-six, King James Version. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. Now I want you just to please notice that the word proceedeth, every word that we live by that proceeds out of the mouth of God, and this word proceeds, the Spirit of God that proceedeth from the Father is exactly the same Greek word. So, in Deuteronomy, the Hebrew-Greek word is matzah. And this is what the the, the word matzah means. So, you will live by every word that matzahs out of the mouth of God, that proceeds. This word matzah is a going forth of an utterance from a source. The going forth of an utterance from a source. The Greek word for proceeds that Jesus was quoting and that the Holy Spirit came to us that proceeds is a Greek word, ekporiumai. That means come forth out of a mouth. To proceed and go forth from a mouth. So we're going to go to Second Peter 1.20. I'm going to stay on track here. Second Peter 1.20 and 21 from the Amplified Bible. We must look at these scriptures and let Scripture speak this morning to us. Yet first you must understand this. That no prophecy of scripture is a matter of any personal or private or special interpretation. For no prophecy, prophecy is a speaking forth out of the mouth. No prophecy ever originated because some man willed it to do so. It never came by human impulse. I am, as I'm standing here, so aware that my words are not coming to you by my own impulses. It's up to you whether you recognize that or not, whether you have developed and come into that recognition, that holy recognition, and have had the light of what I'm speaking about this morning. It never came by human impulse, but men spoke from God who were born along and moved and impelled by the Holy Spirit. Men spoke from God who were born along and moved and impelled by the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Right. Let's go to Ephesians 4. There's a journey here that we're on this morning. Heritage of faith people. So men spoke from God, who were born along and moved and impelled by the Holy Spirit. So if you do not believe, after all this time that Pastor John does receive... A message impelled and branded on his heart to be moved by the Holy Spirit to bring. You evidently do not believe the Holy Spirit lives in you and can speak to you and move upon you. How audacious could you be to imagine that you could be moved and impelled along by the Holy Spirit, but not our spiritual leader. In fact, what the Lord said to me is that there is a certain pride in his people that they have in themselves and in their own walk with God. A certain pride that they pride themselves in, that they, they have their own prayer time. They, have, they read their own Bibles. They hear the voice of God. They sense his presence. But when God wants to move them into the corporate setting, to come into his governing ways of the kingdom, they say, no, not me. After all, I do have my own with God. That's exactly what Aaron and Miriam did. So, Ephesians 4, 10 to 16 from the Message Bible, the Lord wanted me to read it to you from the Message Bible. And the one talking about Jesus, Jesus, the one who climbed down, he came from heaven to earth. The one who climbed down is the one who climbed back up to the highest heaven. He handed out gifts above and below, filled heaven with his gifts, filled earth with his gifts. He handed out gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist, and pastor teacher to train Christians in skilled servant work. To train Christians in skilled Servant work. Pastor John brought the beautiful message last Sunday. He's a servant leader, and he deputized us. He deputized us to be assistant servants. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To meditate on his words, words, day and night. Which words? Yes, the precious holy written word of Scripture, but the words that keep coming, proceeding from the mouth of a Moses. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yes. Yes. Those of you that are already on a journey and already believing that are receiving this day as a more confirming word in your hearts right. than ever before. Yes. To train Christians in skilled servant work Working within Christ's body, the church. Not working independently, working in Christ's body, the church. Until we're all moving rhythmically and easily with each other, efficient and graceful in response to God's Son, fully mature adults. Fully developed within and without, fully alive like Christ. I'm coming to something here. Fully alive like Christ. No prolonged infancy among us, please. No prolonged infancy among us, please. We'll not tolerate babes in the woods. Small children who are an easy mark for imposters. Now, this is not talking about little children. This is talking about people that have been sitting and listening to the Word of God so long and they're babies. They're still babies. I mean, we understand that when there's a baby and he makes a mess and he's nappy, you have to change the mess. But it's not so fun anymore. When they refuse to be potty trained and it's a three-year-old and you still have to be cleaning up their mess. It's not so fun anymore. God expects us. By now, you ought to be. And this is what, what God has given us. God has given us apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers to bring you to maturity from the proceeding word that you receive, that you believe, and that you walk in. Right? God wants us to grow up, to know the whole truth, and tell it in love, like Christ in everything. We take our lead from Christ, who is the source of everything we do. You see, the words that we speak, the words, the utterances is from a source, and the source is God. We take our lead from Christ who is the source of everything. He keeps us in step with each other. His very breath and blood flow through us. Nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy in God and robust in love. See, God wanted us to see the preceding word. He wanted us to understand that the preceding word continues in the New Testament, in the pattern. God's spiritual plan, a leader, a spiritual leader, it didn't change from the Old Testament to the New Testament. What changed was our hearts. We became new creatures. Because in the book of Acts, the scripture calls it the church in the wilderness. The church in the wilderness. And that word church in the book of Acts is ecclesia, in the wilderness. So, Acts 22, 14 to 15, we're looking at the preceding word and how things work with the Lord. Acts 22, 14 and 15, Amplified Bible. Now, this was Apostle Paul. He was Saul, and God had to stop and intervene because he was persecuting the church and killing the Christians at that time, and God intervened and He was in a place where he was blind after he had said, Lord, what must I do? He recognized that it was the Lord that met him on the way to Damascus. And now he was sitting three days and three nights being blind. And God spoke to Ananias and said, go and see Paul, Saul. This is what he said to Saul, to Paul, Apostle Paul. The God of our forefathers has destined and appointed you to come progressively to know his will. God has appointed you, Paul. He's destined you, appointed you to to come progressively to know his will, to perceive, to recognize more strongly and clearly, and to become better and more intimately acquainted with his will, and to see the righteous one, and to hear a voice from his own mouth, proceeding word. Paul, you've got to know the will of God. He's destined you to know the will of God. In other words, you're going to hear God's voice, and he's going to tell you what his will is for the church, for God's people in your time. In your time. And to see Jesus. How did he see Jesus? He saw him in his spirit. The Bible says, not having seen him, you love him. So, of course, he didn't actually physically see Jesus. But he knew it was the Lord on the road to Damascus. He knew. So he says here, To hear a voice from his own mouth and a message from his own lips. Can you see that? That was what Apostle Paul was called to do, to know his will, to see his face, to hear a message from his mouth and a voice from his lips. And then what must you do with that, Paul? Be a witness unto all men of everything you've seen and heard. Be a witness. Tell people what I've shown you. In that, the Apostle Paul would have had his walk on the earth and been able to say, I say only what I hear him saying. Because I know his will. I see his face. Because he's a seeker. And he sees He's a comer. He comes. He draws near. I hear a voice from his mouth and I receive a message from his lips, and I will testify. So, the proceeding word. I'm going to go back a little now to 2010 when God spoke to us a proceeding word. It's the time of the living God. He will move in the time of men. Amen. It's a time when God is orchestrated for his power and his glory to come and to be seen in the earth. Um, going back to the preceding words that have proceeded out of the mouths of Pastor John, out of the mouths of, of Brother Jerry, out of the mouths of messengers... Born along and impelled and moved by the Holy Spirit. Right. 2010. 2011. I'm not going to go through all the years. But 2011, I heard Jesus. I did not hear Brother Jerry. I heard Jesus. Your exodus has begun. And from that time, God had me say, and we're going in together. When we were the most untogether people that you could actually imagine. In 2010, we were not together. We didn't have it together. We are much more together now by the word of God. By the proceeding words of God that's kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. How gracious is God to us as a people that he would lead us tirelessly, relentlessly, week after week after week with the proceeding word to keep us on track, to attempt to get some of us on track. How gracious and loving is he? How consistent is he? How faithful is he with us? That on a Sunday, he can see and he knows they didn't get it. They got it. They got it. They didn't listen. They're not listening. But he'll keep bringing it again. Keep bringing it again. And keep bringing it again. Because there will be some who will get it. Because he's looking for a people that will participate in his end time plans. It's the time of the living God. He has need of a people. He has need of a people. Come out of her, he says. Come out of Babylon. My people come out of Babylon. My people come out of Babylon, and I will be to you a God, and you will be my people. Even throughout the Old Testament, his people wanted Babylon, wanted Egypt. Wanted the ways of the cultures around them. Brought bondage upon themselves. Today. Even though men have changed. The message hasn't changed. God is looking for a people today that will ride with him. As he's riding on Jesus. On his white horse. Bringing about Things in the earth at this time that are on his heart and in his heart. He wants us to be caught up with him, to catch up with him. That's why we can sing a song like, I'm not gonna worry about a thing, what I wear or what I'll eat. I set my mind on things that are above in the heavenly realm where my Father is and where Jesus is and what they're talking about and what their plans and purposes are for right now. A true spiritual leader will work tirelessly, who will know the will, oh, I know your will, I see, Lord, who will see his face, who will hear a message from his mouth. A true spiritual leader will work relentlessly week after week, after month after month, after year after year to get God's people onto God's agenda. 2011, your exodus has begun, and we are here now in 20. Then 2020, a new open door. I could go into much detail about that, of what the Lord, the Lord opened a new door, and that is found in the book of Revelation, that's what Jesus does for his church. He wrote a letter to the Philadelphia church and says, I set before you an open door, and I've opened a door for you that no man can shut. Jesus opened a door for his church, a door where a perfect cycle was over. Brother Jerry brought that word, 20. The word 20 means a a perfect period of waiting is over. And this is what he said to me. He said to me, it's not your waiting, it's my waiting. I've been waiting for this time. I've been waiting for this time. My perfect period of waiting is over. I've got things, I'm moving right along, and I'm working with my people, I'm working with the people, and now's the time. And he heralded heralded the new era with, I will take the children, and what's your more for? That's how he heralded it. And he's been heralding his new open door with messages from 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023. And we're in it here now at maximum and God's at maximum right now. When it comes to what's in his heart of what he must accomplish through people, through his people that are seeking first his kingdom, that are giving their whole lives to him. All their attention to him. Wise virgins. Fit and ready for the master's use. Prepared. Yet, Pastor John brought the message, we cannot be as prepared as we can be for the greatness and the great things that God is bringing about right now. We're at breaking point. We're gonna find ourselves at breaking point. And we are readying ourselves, Pastor John and I, and there are some that are with us. We're not bringing a net and a boat. We're bringing nets and nets and nets and nets. And we're bringing boats and boats and boats and boats with our faith, as much faith as we can muster. We're bringing nets and nets and nets and nets. And we're mending nets and mending nets and we're bringing boats and boats and boats. And we're preparing as best as we can But the blessing is going to be so great that we're going to tap God's grace and His wisdom for execution. But God's working now. God's working now, and I will read that, Lord. I will read that. And here He is speaking to the 300 this morning. Let me see here. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let me just see here. Lord. It's happening so quickly. Yeah. Let me just see here. Hmm. Excuse me. Here it is. He spoke this to my heart. It was a proceeding word from the Lord. On the 5th of August, on a Saturday morning, he said this Hebrews 11 now stands, stands now in our midst. You see, when you don't have ears to hear and you don't recognize, then you don't even know what I'm talking about this morning, but Pastor John brought it. He brought Hebrews 11. And I've been saying it and saying it and saying it and saying it since then. That God has put Hebrews chapter 11 in our midst to say, What kind of a people are you? This is the kind of faith you have to come up in faith to for me to use you to subdue kingdoms, to obtain promises, to escape the edge of the sword, to rout alien enemies, to be, he said to me, I'm gathering my troops. Now, he said, I'm gathering my troops. Now. Let me read it to you. Hebrews 11 now, stands now in our midst. Pastor John, in that message, said, we are in the kingdom subduing time. Now. Who? Pastor John and me. And every other Timothy. That's what the Lord says today. Pastor John and I and every other Timothy. Now I have to go there. It's the fathers and the sons. Pastor John is a spiritual father. He's developed in his heart to that. A spiritual father has definite, definite marks upon them. They are not building for themselves. They are building generationally. They are building for sons. Generic. They are building. They are not building for themselves. They're building generationally. But then sons. There's a requirement for God to allow Pastor John to even call someone a son. So I must go here. Yes, Lord. Let's just pause a little bit and just say this with me. Say, yes, Lord. Yes. Say it again. Yes. yes, Lord. Say it again. Yes, yes. Pastor John's message last week, it's not going to end well for them. He says, just a sentence I want to use. It's not going to end well for them. You've got the messages. You can go and read it in context. It's not going to end well for them if they don't receive you because they don't receive me. But if they receive you and look after you, leave your blessing and leave your peace with that city and with that town. No, here's the sentence. If God delegates authority to a man and he delegates authority to someone else, then it is the same authority. If you reject one, you reject all. And at that point in the message, the Lord said this to me. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 12, Amplified Bible, please. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 12. Amplified Bible, please. You got that. We beseech you, brethren, the Lord beseeches you today, to know them which labor among you, and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their works' sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Let's read that again. Let it sink in a little bit. We beseech you to know them which labor among you. The Amplified Bible says recognize, doesn't it? Let's see what the Amplified says here. Thank you. We beseech you get to know those who labor among you. Are there any among you who are get, oh, getting to know those who labor among you? Recognize them for what they are. Acknowledge and appreciate and respect them all. Your leaders who are over you in the Lord and those who warn and kindly reprove and exhort you. So Pastor John Has delegated by the Spirit of God to me. Pastor John has delegated by the Spirit of God servant leadership to Pastor Christie. Pastor John has by the Spirit of God delegated spiritual leadership to Pastor Garth. Now, if you are sitting here today and you are one of those among us that say, I would like Pastor John. I would rather I like Pastor Sharon's way of I've got Pastor Chrissy, I am Pastor Goth. Then you're a baby, you're a spiritual baby. If you do that, you're a spiritual baby. That's what the Apostle Paul had to say to the church at Corinth. Some of you say, I'm of Pastor John, some of you say, I'm of Pastor Sharon, some of you say, I'm of Pastor Chrissy. some of you say, I'm of Pastor Goth. You're a baby, you're a baby. God wants you to grow up out of that. He wants you to obey this scripture to be beseeched by God today. To know them which labor among you. And are over you in the Lord. Ah, oh, nobody over me in the Lord. Your choice. And admonish you. Me being admonished. And esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. And be at peace among yourselves. So if Pastor John delegates authority, if God has delegated authority to Pastor John, and, God has, and Pastor John has delegated authority, I'm picking up on what God said just now. There are Timothys among us. There are already Timothys. Timothys are not just people in the fivefold ministry. Timothys are people, true Timothys are true sons, And I'll show you what that means. I'm getting to it. So if you reject me, if you reject Pastor Christy, and if you reject Pastor Garth, you reject Pastor John. You do. You do reject Pastor John. And you do reject the Lord. All the same to God. A very big deal to God this The day when Aaron and Miriam rejected Moses. The day when Korah and Abiram and Dathan, those leaders, rejected Moses and Aaron. So you need to know that if you reject and discard and dismiss and dishonor and disregard any one of us, you do all this to Pastor John. You do not receive them. You You do not receive Pastor John and ultimately the Lord. We are his Timothys. I'm telling you now that I am Pastor John's Timothy. He is my spiritual father. I am his Timothy. I'm going to show you what a Timothy looks like. A Timothy smells like his father. Sounds like his father. Carries his father's very DNA in him. Spiritual DNA. Listen, because I've been listening so long and taking to heart so long the messages. I smell like him. I sound like him. I look like him. We are East Timothy's. We are so like-minded. I'm going to want to read to you 1 Corinthians 4 from verse 17. 1 Corinthians 4 from verse 17. Let's go to the Amplified Bible. 1 Corinthians four seventeen Amplified. You have to see what a son is. Because God... Is getting back to that scripture, the lost scripture in Malachi, and the first scripture in the book of Luke, chapter one. Okay, are we there now? One Corinthians four seventeen. For this very course, for this very course, I send you to you, Timothy, who is my Beloved and trustworthy child in the Lord. Let's go to the King James. It uses son there. Thank you. See, the Lord wants us to see what he's saying this morning. All right. For this cause I sent unto you Timothy, who is my beloved son, and faithful and true in the Lord, Who shall put you in remembrance of my ways, which are in Christ? Pastor John can send me anywhere. He sends me this morning to stand here to speak to you. To teach you his ways in the Lord. To put you in remembrance which are in Christ, as I teach them everywhere in every church. Can you see what a son looks like? Right. Can we go to Philippians 2 verse 19? Here we can go to the Amplified Bible. I've got it down here on my notes. But I hope and trust in the Lord Jesus soon to send Timothy to you. So that I may also be encouraged and cheered by learning news of you. For I have no one like him. I have no one like him. Of so kindred is spirit." Ha. Huh. So kindred is spirit. So kindred is spirit. What did Elisha say to Elijah? I want a portion of your spirit." Not a double portion of the anointing. I want a double portion of your spirit. Your spirit. Lord, that's the only way spiritual anointing and portion will come to you. It comes to a Timothy. Any other anointing that you flow in and operate in will be illegitimate. the way of God. I have no one like him, of so kindred a spirit, who will be so genuinely interested in your welfare and devoted to your interests. 21, for the others all seek to advance their own interests. I don't want to look like my father and sound like my father. I'm unique. I'm me. You don't know what I have with God and with me and God when we get together. You should be there when he speaks to me. That's how the church has become weak and lost its power. Because of, because of anointings illegitimately entered into without fathers. And so, Ma, mama, we are on a journey today. So can you see that there are Timothys in this church? Already? There are already Timothys in this church? I know that there are others too, but God wanted me to use these as an example. That if you reject, then you do reject Pastor John. So, a spiritual father, let me just see here. Let me just see here. Each generation is supposed to glean from both the successes and failures of the men and women of God who preceded them. We are called to worship the God of our fathers. Our experience should be just one glorious layer of spiritual riches upon another that have been increased as it passed from father to son. God always meant there to be a magnification of revelation through the spiritual inheritance of the fathers being passed to the sons. We can be multiplied above our fathers. And we should be. But we do it the way of God. Each generation should have a deeper relationship with God than their fathers did. It is this lack of generational understanding And concern that makes us unable to receive the impartation from previous generations. What has Pastor John's whole, whole ministry been about? Constellation. The blessing of the fathers. Blessing of identity change. The blessing of the future. The future Generations. Legacy transfer. Legacy transfer is coming to life in sons. Hallelujah. This causes, unable to receive from previous generation, causes the decrease of magnification and the loss of inheritance in the children of God. We have dammed up the flow of generational blessings by not understanding our need for generational relationship. Our myopic misfocus upon a rapture has caused us to see little need in passing our impartational inheritance to the next generation. Failing to provide for a future that we think will never arrive. Ha! You're on this journey with Pastor John and I. Where are we going to, Pastor John? Where are we going to, Pastor Sharon? When's it arriving? Failing to provide. We're providing for a future for you. We're providing. That's why you're in hiding. That's why God said, I will hide the children. Failing to provide for a future that we think will never arrive. We have lost our children and grandchildren to the world in mass numbers. Those children who do serve the Lord have been forced to seek after God without the benefit of a father's blessing. We have forced each new age of understanding to go through a genesis of its own again. Instead of increasing it, increasing it with the deposit of previous Generations. That's why Pastor John always brings that thing up, because it's part of Pastor John's calling. When Kenneth, Hagen, Kenneth Copeland said in the car that day, if only they would have stayed with us fathers. They could have gone much further, but they wanted to do it myself, because you don't know how powerful God has told me he's going to use me. God and I, we can do this. After all, you're just a man like me. Right. Shh. A spiritual father is someone whose life and ministry raises you up from the mire of immaturity into proper growth and order. A spiritual father is the one whose words pierce beneath the veneer of a blessing into the very heart and marrow of your existence, Existence, causing massive realignment to your spirit. Causing massive realignment to your spirit. That's a spiritual father. He's not necessarily the one who birthed you into the kingdom. He is the one who rescues you from the doorstep of your abandonment, receives you into his house, gives you a name, and makes you a son. The heart of the fathers, Malachi 4, 6, must turn, turn to the children and the heart of the children to their father, fathers. Otherwise, we will continue to live in the curse of abandonment and no spiritual legacy, and no inheritance. The same Holy Spirit, that's what God wanted you to see about the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that unites us to our Heavenly Father brings us in relationship to our ministry, Father. The same Holy Spirit. Spiritual knowledge of a father is more than a feeling or a strong emotional bonding. It is a sure declaration of the will of God. We must be sure that we hear the voice of the father in heaven before we acknowledge fatherhood in ministry on earth. Any claim of ministry connection in the order of father and son must be tried in the courtroom of our spirits. Proceeding word. You will know the voice of a father in ministry because he will speak a proceeding word. A father has such a word in his mouth because he keeps a proceeding relationship with the Lord. In other words, this word is progressive enough that it does not get stuck somewhere in a son's maturation process. Even a baby Christian can grow here because of the proceeding word. You're not going to get stuck here in your maturation process because there's a proceeding word that keeps coming, because Pastor John keeps receiving the proceeding word word but it must be believed by you it must be received by you it must be imbibed by you it must be eaten up by you it must become you must become it otherwise everything that God has used him for up until now will die with him it will not go to the next generation This is the word that precedes you into maturity as a son so you in turn can come, become a father to others. A spiritual father will have this proceeding rhema word in his mouth. It will perform spiritual surgery and place you out of joint in your present walk with God. This is only so that you will be placed in proper Order. Okay, I, I can't go. I can't go to too many places. Hearing the voice of the Father and speaking His proceeding word into the earth is the rock upon which the church is built. The immutable word from a Father makes mountains from men. The gates of hell cannot withstand the proceeding word of God. Until we receive that word from heaven into our world, we will never know our father in the ministry. Sons will not recognize their spiritual father by organizational alliance or personal history. A ministry father is recognized by the proceeding word of God within his mouth. And until we hear the proceeding word from heaven, we will remain a grotesque gathering of disconnected body parts. we must be linked together bone to his bone specifically by the voice of the spirit in functional relationship to one another how long has Pastor John labored to bring us the messages of relationships wow how many times did that preceding word come The increase of the body occurs in relationships joined together as we speak to each other. This increase occurs when we find our bones by the voice of the Spirit. It's one of the words, the scriptures that Brother Jerry brought was Isaiah 48 out of the Message Bible. God is doing a maximum. He brought it. Quite soon after he brought that word. But he brought the scripture and it, from the message Bible. And it stuck in me just this one line. Shouldn't we be talking about it? Shouldn't we be talking about what God is saying right now and doing right now? Shouldn't you be talking about it to one another? Shouldn't you be talking about it in your home? Shouldn't we be talking about it? Shouldn't we be talking about what God is saying on a Sunday? Shouldn't we be talking about it? It's the proceeding word of God for us. Shouldn't you be talking about it? Shouldn't we be talking about it? Legitimate ministry is based upon the witness of the fathers and the identification of sons. To some, this sounds like thunder. It sounds to some that fathers and sons is just another name for blind submission or egotistical authority wielding. Some will ignore the voice of the Spirit and continue to live as a law unto themselves. Illegitimate ministry giving birth to illegitimate ministry. Some fatherless ministries may not be able to to hear because of past offense or abuse. They'll stay within the maximum security of an orphanage system of denominationalism or independentism. On the other hand, there will be those who recognize the transmission of the Spirit. Their hearts tuned to what God is saying. These people will know a heavenly voice when they hear it. Yes. It will be a witness with their spirit. Yes. Finding bone to his bone, connectivity. Discovering who they really are. How to fit in kingdom relationships. Fathers turns, will turn to sons. Sons to fathers when the sound of his voice is heard. Oh, glory to God. The voice of God, audible within the hearts of those who listen for him. Sons and fathers will know each other by the cry of their spirits one to another, created by the turning of their hearts together. The lamentation of an impartational void within the hearts of sons will cry out for the flow of spiritual inheritance within the heart of true fathers who seek for a son. Oh, I have to stop now. I think I'm done. But I can go on and on. It's eleven o'clock, hey Pastor Christie. The relationship by father of father and son, this relationship is not chosen by man, but spoken by God. There are spiritual fathers yearning to hear from God. Looking for where they can cast their mantle. Sons are wanting to acquire fathers, but this relationship is not based on the work of man. My spiritual father is not one who won me, or taught me, or organized me, or gave me the greatest political platform. My father is not the one who gives me the sweetest fellowship or the person whom I like to be with most, literally, my father is someone who speaks the word that puts me into a position in maturation to fulfill my fullest spiritual potential in God. Father, we thank you for your word to us today. We bless you, Father. We bless you. We know there's more of this to come because you have initiated it. You have activated it, Lord. And I will be obedient to you to to continue with this, Father. As Pastor John is recognizing what you have placed in me for this time, Lord, when he has gone to America, I will be continuing with these things. Because he will speak it and speak it and rub it in, rub it in, and rub it in, and rub it in until we get it, until it's rubbed into us. Because God needs this inheritance transfer and legacy transfer to happen now because he's choosing a people now that must come into this order of revelation. Where it's revelation to you. It's revelation to me. Glory, glory to God. Father, we're in awe of you today. We, We understand that you are Birthing something here, Lord, today. We're starting to just get a, a whiff, just to like a little sniff of it, Father. Of something beautiful you are doing here, Lord. And that you do it by your spirit in our hearts. You do it by your spirit in our hearts, Lord. That you speak this to our hearts, Father. Hallelujah. Father, I pray for your people they are so blessed going out. They're so blessed coming into their homes, going out of this church, going wherever they're going now. They're so blessed, Father. Blessed this whole long weekend, Father. The word and the blood of Jesus surrounds them all and protects them all, Father. I thank you, Father, that they will have sweet fellowship, Lord, that they will keep, that the wonderment of this message this morning will remain in them, will remain in them, Lord, the wonderment and the awe And the glory of this message and the power of this message, Father, will go on and on and on and on, Lord. That you will speak, Lord, to the hearts of your people, Father, even as they're busy with many things over this weekend, Lord. I bless your people, Father. I bless your people. They are so blessed, Father. Blessed. Blessed, blessed, blessed. In Jesus' name. And we all say, Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Love you all.